this morning to the Christ that has led you here tonight. Because you believe the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he's just as obligated to you as he was to Simeon. The same because he's God and he has to keep his word. Then I can see Simeon. He craved, he desired to see the Christ. He believed what the Word of God had said to him, no matter what the critics said. He believed the Word of God. There was a yearning in his heart to see the Christ, and he believed he would. As David said, when the deep calleth to the deep. Many of you in here believe in divine healing. Do you? You believe in divine healing. The very reason that you believe in divine healing proves there is a divine healing. When we come to America, we found the American Indian. He was worshiping something, or the sun, the moon, and nature, because in him he's a human being, and he knows he had a maker, so there was something within his human heart called out to worship. It is to every mortal. You might worship your automobile, your job, your house, or something. You'll worship something. So if there's any idols, take it out and let Jesus Christ have first place. Let him be first of all. Then the hunger deep, as David said, when the deep calleth to the deep, at the noise of our water spouts. Now, the deep calling to the deep, uh, for instance, this, if there is a deep in your calling, there has to be a deep to respond to that call. Maybe I'll make myself clear as this. I'm a great lover of nature, and going into the woods, I watch the sunset, I hear the animals scream of the wild. My mother's a half Indian. So if there's something about it in my blood that I, I love nature, and when I hear the call from the wild, there's something that sets my soul afire, I can't help it. Here recently I was up in Colorado, and I was standing up on a mountain. And I was watching an old mother eagle as she brought her little ones from the nest and on her wings and set them down in a grassy pasture. And then she flew back up to the top, very peak of the highest rock she could get to. And she sat down. She began to watch. Well, I was watching through by the knockers. My horse was hitched to a tree. And I was watching. And I said, Lord, I like this. And it seemed to me that I said, because they were around the eagle's nest. And they make it out of sharp sticks and things, and their poor little eagles were just walking on those uh, sticks and thorns. They never knew nothing else. But one day the mother spread forth her wings, and they stepped on the wings, and went out now. I looked at those little fellows, and they were just having a, a Pentecostal revival. They were just running around on that soft grass, just picking here and chirping to one another and jumping over each other just as free as they could be. I thought, well, that's right. Now there is like a man in the old nest of the world, knows nothing but that what the devil can get him. But one day God picks him up and sets him down in a shady green pasture. Oh, how he rejoices. He's free. There's nothing, no harm. I thought, well, why ain't those little fellows afraid? Wonder if they realize there's coyotes around that would pick them up. But every once in a while they would look up, and the old mother was sitting up there watching them. I thought, well, praise be to God. That's right. He taken me out of the nest of the world, and he climbed the ramparts of glory, setting on high, watching over his heritage. To see that no harm comes. I thought if a coyote would start towards one of those little eagles, she'd flog him to death. I thought, that's right, let Satan take after a believer, and he's got Jesus Christ on his hands. That's right. Let him take. After a while, she was watching her great, majestic head looking around. She was on the highest rock that she could find, because she could see everywhere. Her sharp, eagle eyes watching. And after a while, I seen her raise her head to my ten-power binoculars. I seen her raise her head and look around. She's flipping there. I thought, what is it? Way back in the north, a northerner started. The thunder roared. She let out a scream, and down through there she went, showed forth those big wings right out on that grassy prairie. And every one of those little eagles ran over real quick. They were instructed 
They caught their little feet right in the feather, throw their little mouth down, little bill hooked around the feather, and she raised with that bunch of eagles on her wings and went just a straight piercing that wind blowing nearly 50 miles around her end right into the cleft of the rock. I cried like a baby. Out of some glorious day, when this revival is over, he'll come from glory, spread forth his great wings of power, and the little eagles will hook their heels in the air and fly away into glory with him. Deep, calling to the deep. If the deep's calling, there's a deep to respond. In other words, before there was a tree to grow on the earth, there had to be an earth to grow in first. God never made the tree for the earth. He made the earth for the tree. He made the earth and commanded the earth to bring forth the tree, and the earth was a calling till the tree come forth. Before there was a fin on a fish's back, there was no water for him to swim in. The reason he's got a fin is because there was water for him to swim in to use it. Everything that we have is for a purpose and for a cause. Here some time ago, I was reading where a little boy eat the racers off of pencils. He eat all the rubber he could find. He even eat the pedal off of a bicycle. And they didn't know what was wrong with the little lad. So they took him down for an examination to the doctor at the clinic. And after examining, they found out his little body needed sulfur. And sulfur is in rubber. And he was eating the rubber to get the sulfur. Now, here it is. Get it. There had, if there was something inside your calling for sulfur, there had to be a sulfur to respond to it before he could call. See what I mean? Now, before there, when the deep calls to the deep, before there can be a deep call, there has to be a deep to respond to it. And then as sure as you people a few years ago who probably were sinners, Maybe you were in some formal church that did not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you heard the message. There was something in there called out for more of God. You might have been living in a justified state before God, but you wanted the baptism of the Spirit, and you hungered for it. Now, the very reason that there is the Holy Spirit is because you were hungering for it. You had never hungered for it unless there was something in here to call for it out there. See what I mean? And then the very reason that you're here tonight, you believe in divine healing. And if there was even taught in the Bible, if you group of people believed in divine healing, there has to be a fountain open somewhere, or you never have the desire for it. If you've got the desire to be healed by God, there's a God to heal you. That's right. For the dean calls to the dean. That's the way it was with Simeon. He knew that there was coming a Christ. And he knew that God promised him that he would see him before he died. Now, notice, then as Simeon was led, isn't it strange, just when Jesus came on the scene, Simeon was led by the Holy Spirit right to Christ, by the Holy Spirit who gave the promise, and the Holy Spirit who gave the promise of divine healing has led you here tonight right to the fountain where it's open tonight for whosoever will. Right now, right in the same Holy Spirit, leading, leading sons of God who believe the promise of God. You see what I mean? Every one of you sons and daughters of God is led here because you believe God's promise. Oh, when I think of it, then I think way over in the corner was an old woman. We were taught that she was blind. Her name was Anna. She was a prophetess waiting for the coming of the Lord. God's under obligation to show her the Christ. And the Holy Spirit moved upon Anne. And I can see that old blind prophetess that morning coming along through that building, blind, led by the Holy Spirit, moving along the, all along those people, come down along that line of women and stop right in front of the fountain for she was led by the Holy Spirit. Yes, he's here tonight. He has risen from the dead. He's given you the promise. The Holy Spirit's drawn you together. If you wasn't here tonight, if the Holy Spirit hadn't brought you here, you'd be out somewhere in the world. But you're sitting here in this hot building, fanning, because why? You're expecting to see Jesus Christ come on the scene and confirm his word. Expectations. If you expect to come just to find something to criticize, the devil will sure show you plenty to criticize. 
You certainly will. You get what you expect. Some of them say, well, now, if I, yeah, if I don't get up in the prayer line, if I see something like this, then I'll believe. You'll get what you expect. I'm expecting tonight to see the Holy Spirit come and manifest Himself in power, pour out His glory up in the filling earth. Many receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, sinners weep their word of Calvary, sick be healed. All manners of signs and wonders because Jesus Christ has promised it. And I believe His promise. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, as thy word is true, confirm thy word with signs and wonders of the resurrected Jesus. We know that when he was on earth, he didn't claim to be a great person. He only claimed that you showed him visions what to do. He knew the thoughts of the people, their conditions. He knew when the woman had a blood issue had touched his garment. She was standing out there, and she seen she could not be hid, for Jesus was looking right at her. He knew. He said, Thy faith has saved me. And Father, we know that he is here tonight because he promised to be. And our confidence is anchored in him, in his word. We're sure we have seen him. In the manifestation of his great resurrection, here on earth, working among his people in his church, and Lord, let us be today the light givers of this age, that when the great drama is set at the end of the road, and each one of us comes up before you, and the great screen is pulled out, and all the lives of this generation is brought back before us. God, let me hear my voice screaming against unrighteousness and calling to people to believe on Jesus, thy Son. Bless the people here tonight. There's some intense heat. And I pray, God, that you will give them a special blessing. May the soothing powers of the Holy Spirit take away all the cost of this. And Lord... Sanctify thy servant just now for the service coming on, standing here realizing that eyes will be turned this way. And I pray, Father, in humility that you will let your great, glorious power be known to everyone. And if our unworthy servant has found grace in thy sight for tonight, may you take this unworthy person. Move the being out and come in, Lord Jesus, and speak to your people. And when life is all over here on earth, the last prayer has been prayed. The battles are all done. The smoke's dried up, gone away. Arms are stacked. The Bible's closed. And we come up to your house. That great morning... Grace eternal, bright and fair, when the chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies, the court said, Lord, as we see that great table stretched out there for that supper, thousands of miles long, looking across the table to each other, battle-scarred veterans, tears of joy running down our cheeks. The king come out in his beauty and holiness, walk down along the table and take his own hands and wipe the tears from her eyes, saying, Don't cry no more, it's all over. Enter into the joys of the Lord. The tall rule will seem nothing then, Father, when we get to the end of the way. And help us tonight, Lord, to forgetting those things which are in the past. Let us press the mark of the high calling now. And may your Spirit come and manifest your Son, Jesus Christ, to these people as I have tried as a mortal to tell them of you being the same yesterday, today, and forever. For we ask that in Jesus' name, my beloved child, amen. The Lord bless you. And tonight before the healing services. Excuse me for being with David, but there's something that's in my heart when I talk about him. I remember when I was first called by my ministers when they 
Since the little baby visions had come, they said, Billy, don't you never go to that. So that's the devil. Being taught that the clergyman, I halfway believed that the visions would be of the wrong. Then when he come to me that night and told me who he was, oh my. And I know that he's here right now. And I know his presence. And I know I love him. I thought, how could I be a devil and love the Lord Jesus so I do? How could my heart bleed for him and he knows my heart? And he came and told me different. I believe him because he compares with God's word and their word does not compare with God's word. But we're living in this day. And now, Christian friends, I want to say to you all, because when it strikes me sometimes, you might wonder what happens. I, I can't explain it. It's beyond me explaining it. But I get so weak that I can't hardly stand after maybe one or two people that I meet. You might not understand that, but just read the scripture. It declares it. I believe the prophet Daniel had saw a vision. He said he was troubled at his head for many days. Is that right? And Jesus, one time, when the woman with enough faith to pull him around and see who she was, he said, I perceive that virtue and strength has gone out of me. And people right out there, when it's not me, Christians. No, I am, I'm just a man, chief of sinners. But one born out of season to you for gospel people. That's right. By grace, by God's grace, he lets me call you my brother and sister. And I, I love you. And I, I'm not here tonight to be seen or heard. I'm not here because of finance, uh, that I, you know that. So I'm here for one thing because I love Jesus and I love you. And I believe that the coming by this invitation, maybe I could submit myself to him and he would do something through me that would make you love him more and believe him and be healed. That's my, the only alternative I had of being here. God bless you. God bless you, pastors, again, and businessmen. And I say to you now, before it gets a week, sometimes I can't leave the platform. My boy and manager and them watches that. And I want to say goodbye to you. God bless you. And if I never meet you again this side of the great river, I will see you in the morning. For the, and I'll have the testimony that I have now. I love the Lord Jesus. And the visions, God gives me visions that is true, the Bible before me, and God who is my witness. And, though, and I can only uh, declare and say as he would let me by his grace do. So pray for me. And one more thing I'd like to ask. I'm going to Africa, India, Palestine, Germany, and remembering those lands like it was before. Don't think that witch doctors and all those different demon-possessed people are challenging out on the ground. And you better know what you're speaking of. That's right. And when the winds are blowing hot and heavy, and persecution is on, and I remember in Washington, D.C., if somebody's praying for me, will you promise me that? If you will, raise it. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you much. Now, I think last evening they gave out a hundred prayer cards last night. And I believe that number was, uh, that letter was Y. And I believe I called the first 15 of them last night. I think that is right, isn't it, brother? The five, first 15 of those cards that was given out. Now, we'll call some more of them. And maybe tonight, if faith is coming high, maybe we can get two or three groups of them. And if not, I ask every person, how many people in here that doesn't have a prayer card and would want to be healed by God tonight? Just raise your hand. Doesn't have a prayer card. Well, it's just, you can hardly tell, it's just solid everywhere. I'm going to ask you something. This may be my first time of ever meeting you. It's too bad that we can't stay a little longer in meeting and you know how to accept that I'm healing. Divine, many times when people are healed, a growth is a, is a demon. Every sickness is of the devil. God would go put sickness on his children. The devil does that. See? If Satan cast out Satan, you say, well, the devil heals too. Well, Jesus said he couldn't. He said if Satan cast out Satan's kingdom, divided. So he can. Only God can heal. Medicine doctors do not claim to heal. Mayo Brothers is one of the best authorities. They said, we don't want to clean to heal. Said, we want to clean to assist nature. There's only one healer, that's God. 
They can store a place up in their hand, but they can't heal it. They can only store it up. A dentist can pull a tooth, but he's going to heal the place. A doctor can take a appendix out, but he's going to heal the place he cut. God does. Medicine doesn't go tissue. Medicine only aids at odds is the healer. A doctor can set your arm, but when he comes and sets your arm, you don't go out and you're not well. The doctor does his part, what he's taught to do and knowledge to do. He sets your arm, but he leaves it for God to heal. That's right. All he is of God. So now you just believe him, and sometimes when those ghosts, the life go out of him as a demon, well then those ghosts die. If the life went out of you, of course you would die. Your life would go from you, but the body's still there. His strength, if he's an undertaker here, knows that the human body, anybody, any uh, flesh shrinks when the life is gone. Watch a little animal when, it, when it's uh, killed on the road. It'll weigh, or some of you hunters here, if you kill an animal, beef or butcher, and you lay it on the scale and weigh it now, just kill it and weigh it, and in the morning weigh it again, see how many pounds lighter it is. And then let it lay there for two or three days, then see how many pounds heavier it is. When a, a growth, when it dies, a demon goes out of the growth, like tumor, cancer, cataract, so forth, when the demon goes out of it, which is a lie, every person here comes from one little germ, and and you begin to develop cells, and those cells uh, come into the nature of the life that was in it, which made man, the cell from the dog, makes the dog, the bird, the bird, ever, as its nature, ever kind. But now a demon, which is a growth, or it doesn't have to come and grow. It um, starts developing cells. Say, for instance, cancer. It starts to developing cells and becomes larger, larger. Well, now, it's got a life, and it's a living, just the same as you was living and developing in the womb of your mother. The same thing you're developing. But now, that life isn't your life. It's a different life. You've got life to live, and that's a life of death, or a spirit of death, rather. Pardon me. And it's death. Now, it doesn't belong in you. It wasn't there before, but it's there now. Well, then you put that in there. It only has to come from one thing. That's the devil. And it's a germ. Cancer, tumor, and those things come from a germ. And you come from a germ, too. See? So when that dies, for instance, like cataracts. The person's got cataracts when the spirit leaves. So people say, oh, I can see. I can see. And the next day, they can see much better. Well, then about after about 72 hours, corruption sets in, like the resurrection of Jesus. Now, the cell didn't corrupt. He raised before the three days and nights, of course. You see, God on Friday afternoon raised Sunday morning. Because David said, I'll not leave his soul in hell. Neither will I step in the hole and see corruption. Those cells begin to break in 72 hours. And, uh, uh, and then when the patient, when that begins to swell, that growth, getting bigger, they'll, of course, your heart has to purify the bloodstream. A lady came to me last night, a very saintly, godly-looking woman with a cancer that she said she'd come in the line and said it was all covered over her head, so I stood and looked at her and told her, her spirit, she had cancer in her head, and I said it was going to come off, and it came off, and she's got it in there, I guess, tonight, we're in a bottle of alcohol right here now. We've had thousands of There's a woman in the building, would you stand up, if she's a woman anywhere in the building with that cancer in the alcohol, if she's anywhere in the building, if she's standing up, wave your hand or something so someone will see you. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lady standing there. Looking. And um, I see him stand right on the platform. He's turned white and drop right off on the platform. See? Now, that's a miracle. Usually, when the growth is dead, the life goes out of it. But the growth, if it can't drop off, it's on the inside. And if it does, of course, it'll lay there for a few days and begin to swell up. I got ear flesh, the cells will begin to break. Then you get real sick with a fever. Of course, it's an infection, like the heart pumps the blood and purifies the body, there's a big lump of flesh laying loose in your body. The patient gets violently sick. Then they say, oh, I felt so good when on the platform and for a day or two, but I guess I've lost my healing. Why, brother, sister, that's the best sign in the world you've got your healing. See? And then you start disbelieving, and just as sure as your faith taking the life away, your unbelief will bring it back again. It will. It will resurrect it. Remember, Jesus said, when the unclean spirit going out of the man, he walks in dry places. Then he returns with seven other spirits. Is that right? And the, so let the good news of the house faith be. No matter how you feel, it ain't what you feel, it's what you believe. Jesus never did say, did you feel it? He said, did you believe it? That was, God bless you. All right. Now let's see, I believe that was 100 prayer cards you gave out last night. And why? 
when we got to Owen, let's take the last 15 of them tonight to try. Who has prayer card 80, uh, be, uh, 85? Who has prayer card 85? Would you raise your hand if somebody here, somewhere in the prayer card 85? All right, 86. Who has prayer card 86? All right, 87. 87? Do I see someone with prayer card 87, please? If you, would you stand up? 80? Or 87 is what? See somebody, maybe you can't get up. Maybe you're on a stretcher, maybe you're deaf, and, and they say, well, no one help me. I, I just was back five in my office. <laughs> they say, well, I was there, and, and you just said uh, from so-and-so to so-and-so, and nobody helped me, and maybe they were deaf. Now, look, we got 85, 86, 87. Look on your neighbor's car and see. He may be deaf and can hear. 87? Thank you, sister. 88. Who has 88? Prayer card 88. Is it in the bill? 88. All right. 89. Is, uh, prayer card 89. Can you get up? Uh, 89. Is it hand up for 89? Or 89. All right. 90. 90. Yeah. 
weeks and months to come. And they kept time to the stars. They watched all night long. They kept time. And no one ever saw it. But the wise men did. For they were looking for it. You'll be looking for Christ tonight. You'll see him. The Lord Jesus bless you. All right, then. Billy, Paul, brother and Lord, somebody hit the we got the whole line lined up, Billy, the whole 15, all 15 lined up. Now for the rest of you, try the one that hasn't got a prayer card and know you won't be in the line. I want you to look this way and just believe. And you believe with the same kind of faith that that woman had touched his garment. And he turned and said, thy faith is saved. Do you believe he's the same tonight? A scream and a holler and have mercy on me. Jesus probably has never heard his call. But he felt his faith. And boom. And all that bunch of priests. And he turned to that faith and faith. He turned into the audience and said, Give me why are you in your heart? Said to the woman at the well, Go get your husband. And he said, I can do nothing except the Father shows me. If what I have said is the truth, if it is the truth, then God's obligated to his word, not to me, but to his word. Is that right? He's obligated to his word. And then he will bring that to pass just exactly the way he said he would do it. And if he does do it, will all of you then in here, if you haven't received Jesus Christ, would you be willing to do it? And you, the chair that can see his mercy to others, yet he will have mercy to you if you just have faith and believe. Just pray and say, Lord, I, I'm a believer, and I want you to heal me tonight. And God will do it. We have just left Africa recently for I'm to return again in the next few weeks. Africa, India, Palestine, Germany, and the ministry. And at Durban, South Africa, after about three or four people had passed through the prayer line and they see the power of the Holy Spirit moving in the people and seeing what God was doing, 30,000 accepted Jesus as personal Savior in one altar call. 30,000 at one time. So I believe that we'll take God's Word as the and go into all the world and preach the gospel. The gospel came not in word only, but through power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. So the, the gospel is demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit. I went into nations that say, now we don't want missionaries. We know more about it than you do. But the thing we want to see is somebody that's got faith enough to make God's word manifest. That's what they want to see. And that's how they get converted. That's how they find Christ. It's because they, they believe in that man. And I trust to God with all my heart that there will be many, many here tonight who will find Christ the same to their heart. May the Lord Jesus of Nazareth bless each and every one of you. It's my prayer. Now, okay. No man seeks God at any time. God seeks man. Never did a man seek God in all the world. God seeking man. When man first fell in the Garden of Eden, it showed the strain of man. Man hid. God was hunting man. Jesus said, No man can come to me except my Father draws him. It has to be the honor of the Father first. And then I would like to explain something to you. Uh, seeing a vision, how many people in here ever dreamed a dream? Let's see your hand. Well, I guess two-thirds of you. There is true that many people doesn't dream. That's your subconscious we're taught. Here's your first conscience. Here's your subconscious. Now, this subconscious is what I'm trying uh, with the Holy Spirit to work on. This first conscience, I might ask this man here, any man along here, someone, do you believe? Oh, yes, sir. You believe it here. But what about this man down here? 
He's the one that runs the ship, not the man up in the pilot house. It's the man in the engine room. Sometimes when we go to sleep, you go into this subconscious and you dream. And you dream of things you did when you were here. Then when you wake up, you remember things that you dreamed. You people had dreamed dreams many years ago when you dreamed them. You still remember. Or there was some part of you somewhere. Isn't that right? Or you wouldn't remember something that you dreamed many years ago. Now the man who sleeps down, his subconscious is way back. He never gets to him. But a seer, his subconscious is not back there, neither is it here. It's right here. He doesn't go to sleep. He's got his eyes open, and he just sees. Now that, God gave that man a place where he could sleep sound and not dream. God gave man the way to dream dreams. I'd say, dream me a dream. You couldn't do it. And then God puts in the church some apostles, prophets, gifts of healing. Is that right? They're all for the perfecting of the church. Paul said, if they come, if you all speak with tongues and the unlearned comes in, won't he say you're all mad? But if one prophesies and reveals the secrets of the heart, won't they fall down and say, truly God is with you? Is that right? Yeah. Is that the gospel? Yeah. Well, wasn't that Jesus Christ yesterday? Yeah. Isn't he today? Yeah. You can believe him by speaking with tongues. You can believe him by the Holy Spirit. But I believe him in the full measure that he is. The same Lord Jesus. He's not dead. He rose from the dead. And here tonight, here at the platform now. And may he bless and help. I've never been in this country before. And as far as I know, there's not a living soul that I can see before me that I know. Very few here on the platform. But Bose, I remember him. I've seen the man there next to him. I don't remember his name, but... And I... But it was just a maybe three or four ministers studying that I know in the building. But God knows all of you. Is that true? He knows all of you. Now, this lady standing here, God in heaven knows I've never seen her in my life as I know her. Are we strangers, ladies? Yes. We are perfect strangers. But God knows her. Now, if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, let's change the picture now, what he was yesterday, when he was going to find out something about a woman. He said, bring me a drink. She said, wow, it's not customary for this to happen, Jews and so forth, with the Samaritans. But Jesus, speaking to her a little while, he found just where her trouble was. Is that right? Well, now, if Jesus has risen from the dead, now, as living in us tonight, a little while the world sees me no more, yet you shall see me. For I, I have a personal pronoun, I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. That's the gospel truth. You might not have read it that way, or thought of it that way, but that's the way it's written in the Bible. Your theology might have bypassed it somewhere, but that's the way it's written in the Bible. I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Now, you know I'm waiting for something that is true. It's the angel of the law. <laughs> That's true. I'm just as helpless as it could be, just like any of the rest of it. And I'm here, perhaps, with critics sitting here. How many have ever seen his picture? I know that my meetings have seen where the scientific taking his picture of uh, a great light. It comes in. You can watch it. Yes, many of you. It's all thousands of copies of it's been sold and so forth. The Douglas Studios in Houston, Texas has it for George J. Lacey Day. One of the best in the research in America, taking examine everything to see it wasn't double exposure or something. And Jesus Christ has vindicated himself as being the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, of course, I wait for him. Whether he will help me tonight, I do not know. And if I have said anything boastfully or anything that I've said out of the way, may God forgive me. I wouldn't mean to do it. I only mean with humbleness of heart to represent Jesus Christ. He's listening to me now. And may his mercy be here tonight. May I spoke these things and that being his word, may he come and help us is my prayer. And now, as the organ is here somewhere, if you will slowly, please, real low, the song only believe, and everybody please be in a, a mood of prayer, if you will. You don't have to bow your head, bless your ass. 
Now in the prayer line, you're just coming. What do you, if he rebukes you, you must, if it's, it'll be the truth. If it is, you must be willing to stand it. In the audience anywhere, if he says, you must know it's not me, it's him. And go make it right. The first thing you can do, before you can find a cure, you've got to find the cause before you can find a cure. If you go to a doctor that's sick and upset and he gives you an aspirin, he's not a good doctor. He's trying to get rid of you. If he's a good doctor, he'll diagnose the case till he finds the trouble and then start working from there. That's the same thing we have to do here. If an evil spirit, if there's unconfessed sin or something, or some out of the will of God, you can anoint them all night long and cry and scream and do all you wish to, that demon will stay right there. Right. He has a right to. But that's what you have to watch. God has put a curse on somebody for something, then you come along and take it off. You get in trouble like Moses did. That's right. And here, the Holy Spirit. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I take every person in here under my control for God's glory. Now, I want to talk to you a minute, sister. You're conscious that something's going on, of course. It's it, it just now happening. Now, that is true. Let the people see by your afflicted hand. That's right, see. It's, that's right. His presence is right, see. Now, I, I'm a stranger to you. I've never seen you in my life. Now, if the Holy Spirit that I spoke of, of Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, if I have truly witnessed that to the people and declared it to be the truth, and he is the same, then he will reveal to me something to you that would help you to believe. If you're, you're out on what you have need of, whether it's, uh, but he does. Now, if God will permit that, would you accept your healing and, or, or whatever it is you want finance or whatever it is you're here to seek him for to ask him about? Or domestic troubles, whatever it might be, whatever it is, he'll know and he'll be able to let me know. Is that right? right? And that would make him the same as he talked to the woman at the well. Yes. Now, I'm only talking to you like he did to contact your spirit. And I see you moving from you. You've had, a, I see, a great crash of some sort. It's yes. an accident. Yes. Yes. And you, yes. it was a car uh, wreck. Yes. And you were thrown in the air yes. like that. Yes. And it's strange you someone in your neck and caused a, a cancer yes. that came into your neck. Uh, or, and you're some sort of a teach in the scripture. And you believe that Jesus Christ makes you well. I do. Father God, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, on the authority of God's word by a dying woman, I ask this evil thing to leave her. Satan, you are exposed. So come out of the woman as the church of the living God for you to lead in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Now, this is just a moment. I just want to talk to you. Of course, you know it's gone now. It'll stay that way. See how your throat breaths? It's all gone from her. The garden has left her throat. God bless you. Go on your road, Mom. Be thankful. Happy and rejoicing. Now, just have Make him eager, fill of your thought right now. The Lord Jesus, as you think on these things, while they were thinking on these things, they were one accord. Remember Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same today. Now have faith. Watch this way, audience, and believe with all your heart and give me your undivided attention. Be in prayer. Keep faith in God. Now, I believe this is the lady. Is this the patient? Yes. All right, come near, sister. Of course, that won't hurt you now. That, that's just his presence that you're conscious of. And I, an audience... I'm, I'm your brother. I, this is not psychology. I felt that coming to the audience. It isn't. It's Almighty God. 
invitation. Excuse me, sir. Do you believe with all your heart? You do. Now you're just a bit excited because of the presence of his being standing here. And um, I believe you're from out of town. You come from a capital too. Richmond, yep. Virginia. You have a cancer. It's in your inside your mouth on your jaw. Is that right? You want to go home and be well? Accept Jesus as your healer. And in the name of Jesus Christ, may it please the man. Or he told me if I would get the people to believe me and be sincere when I prayed, 
that nothing would stand before the prayer. And now it isn't the eyes that help, it's God that does the healing. I questioned, I said, they won't believe me. He said, there'll be two signs given to you, as was to the prophet Moses. In this, the people will believe. And one of them was to reveal the secrets of the hearts of the people to them. Now, you're not here for yourself, although you're nervous and run down, but it's been caused by a disease of this child. This child here is suffering. It's been turned down to the doctors to die. It's leukemia. Isn't that right? You brought the child from out of town. You traveled, coming from the west, coming east, you have come. You come from a, a state that has mountains in Pennsylvania, and your city, I believe it's Chambersburg, isn't that right? Bring the child to me. Little sister here, the Lord Jesus was here. He laid hands upon you, and death would leave you, and you live. Do you believe that I'm his servant? And in this spirit, I lay my hands. Thank you. 